MTV Video Music Awards. And the Chili Peppers were honored a couple times. Best Rock Video, they won that award. And also, they were, uh, they were christened Rock Icons. They won the Rock Icon Award. And here's a little... Uh, Tidbit from Flea's acceptance speech. I love cockroaches and dirt and trees and every human being and the fiction and the fish in it and deer and deer antlers and birds and sky and love and everything that isn't love is cowardice. I love you. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you. Ah, where have I heard that before? I love carpet. <laughs> I love desk. Brick, are you just looking at things in the office and saying that you love them? <laughs> I love lamp. Do you really love the lamp, or are you just saying it because you saw it? I love lamp. I love lamp. Congratulations <laughs> to Flea and the Chili Peppers. I love cockroaches and dirt and trees. Do you really <laughs> love the cockroaches, Flea? <laughs> they do love dirt. They have a song called I... I love dirt. I like dirt. I love dirt. Yeah, yeah. So that's consistent. <laughs> cool night for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. If you're a rock fan, that was a highlight. Now, a lot of uh, people talking about this moment last night at the MTV VMA Awards. There was some hip-hop artists uh, performing, and on stage with them was a giant twerking hologram. Look at this, Jim. That's a hologram? I don't know. I don't think it's a, a, an actual hologram, and we've complained about this before. If you have to look through your phone or you got to look on a screen to see something, it's not a hologram. Then it's augmented reality, yes. actually, technically. So okay, I think, so I think it's look. Because that's very talented, but now I'm noticing that it is certainly CGI. Are we going to let computers take all our best twerking jobs as well? <laughs> <laughs> Look at the uh, the size of that thing. Why, though? I mean, there's so many great dancers, so many beautiful women. Why are you using computers in a situation like that? Because you can, Jim. There's some real dancers out Is there, it? too. How do you tell? Those aren't CGI. Oh, okay. I know it looks... The costumes are weird. Those dancers are real, but it's just the giant twerking... Uh, Hologram or augmented reality? Huh. This is <laughs> that one is now. Now I know it's fake. That looks like uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? What's the girl in the red dress? Jessica Rabbit. That's exactly what that looks like. That is ridiculous. <laughs> Do they have the twerking physics down? Not quite, eh? It's a little just exaggerated. A, a little bit off. Yeah. Anyways, the giant twerking hologram. Wow, that's the future, huh? A standout. <laughs> at the MTV Video Music Awards last night. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Congratulations to Jim's soccer team, Great Wall FC. <laughs> they they pulled it off yesterday, winning their first playoff game, even though they were a low seed mm -hmm. heading into the playoffs. Things got tense out there, though, Jim. <laughs> you ended up getting a yellow card in the game. What happened? Oh, yeah. But I, honestly, it doesn't happen to me that often. I haven't got a yellow card since high school, I would say, probably. I'm pretty, pretty sportsman-like kind of player. Even keel, you keep to yourself. You yeah, don't really, yeah. You don't really chirp. You're not that kind of guy. And when you're goalie, like, yeah, you don't... You're kind of protected, so you don't really have to hit anybody or do anything kind of 
borderline sketchy that you would get a yellow card for. But anyway, I, I about 10 minutes into the game, um, one of our players was playing defense, a ball's in the air, he's a big boy, and he kind of went up to head the ball, and the other guy playing forward on the other team kind of ran into him, they collided, happens every game, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Our player got his head on it, so I mean, he, he didn't just play the body or anything, So, but that guy falls down uh, on the other team, he's furious, he stands up, he's like... You try that again, buddy. I'll effing kill you. And you know, I'll usually bite my tongue, let let them get it out of their system. So, but he keeps going back. He keeps repeating himself. He's like, "You better watch it." I blah, blah blah. And the guy who's playing defense on our team is like the nicest guy on our team. He's always like, "Hey, Jim." Like he's just such a sweet man. So he's kind of like not getting into it either. But this guy is just keeps like chirping he at wants him. Some even, sort of even confrontation. as the ref makes him the call, they're getting a free kick out of it. And so, like, I kind of turn around and it's like the guy probably said like five different things dropping f-bombs yeah and then and then he goes do you even understand what i'm saying Oh, no, and then so I start because I'm mad. You know, they're all Chinese guys. They all have accents. So I was like, what's this guy trying to say? So I lose it. And I'm like, you shut the F up. You got a problem. You never played sports before. This happens all the time. You got the call. You effing idiot. What else do you want? So he's yelling at me. And then another old guy on their team's yelling at me. I'm like, you go F yourself too. And then, <laughs> and then the, the guy who fell, he's like, F you too. Goal. It was a lot of swearing going on. Yeah. And then anyway, this other guy on their team runs up to him and they're about to take this free kick. And uh, he's like, Yo, I think that's Jim from the radio. You're going to be on the radio or something like that. I'm like, oh, I better watch what I say here because I might get in trouble here too. And then so uh, (laughs) we have it out. And then like the guy takes a a free kick like a few minutes later, scores on me. The guy that got knocked over. Oh, boy. So I'm mad. It's like 1-1 there. And they all go. Did he chirp you when he scored? No, no. We we actually talked later and we kind of made up a little bit. He was like, what? I can't react when I'm frustrated. I was like, you overreacted. Anyway, so they score. They go back to the center line. Play's about to resume. And all I hear is like a guy on their defense going, goalie sucks. Goalie can't save crap. Keep shooting from anywhere. Boys, this goalie's terrible. So I'm like, it's 1-1. I'm like, I, we cannot lose this game right now. I just went off. Blah, blah, blah. I'm getting chirped now. So anyway, we do eventually. But that little fire under you, you're yeah. like, okay. I'm not letting another ball pass me. Yeah, I did let another ball pass me. <laughs> and that's when it was 3-2 for us. And there, and a lot of times when you're running out of time in soccer, uh, the offensive player who just scores will run and grab the ball out of the net to run and quickly put it back on center so you can start the game again while the clock is still running. So I grab the ball to try to slow the game down. This guy, come, another guy comes up, tries to knock it out of my arms, and I like grab it away from him, push him out of the way. He's like, come on, ref! So anyway, we got into it, and the ref's like, you know what? I was like, what's the rule against that? I didn't know what the rule is, so I'm just trying to kill time. He's like, it's just on sportsman like, plus you were screaming in the first half. And I was like, yeah, I was, all right. So he gave me a yellow card. <laughs> anyway, we still won 4-2, so it was yeah. good. That's the um, best revenge. Yeah. I mean, they weren't, weren't a bad team. We played worse, like, chippier teams that were... And more angry, but I did have it out with that one guy. So I'll apologize for losing my my cool, and I'll apologize to the parents Justified, watching on the sideline. Justified, though, because he made that comment. Well, I let him... You can make five comments. Once you get on the sixth one, it's like, move on. 
but also you know when you make a comment, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. Everyone knows what he's insinuating there, and you know these guys are great guys from all accounts. You've been talking about how yeah, yeah. how much fun you've been having with with the team. We've been hearing these guys; they all seem like super nice dudes. Yeah. But you know, you say things in the heat of the moment. You know, I'm not going to rag on this guy too much. It happens, but uh, they don't. They didn't care. <laughs> Nobody, none of our teammates brought it up or cared. So I'm sure it wasn't a big deal, but yeah, it gets intense. Even even when you're old and out of shape, like guys still want to win really bad. Oh yeah, maybe even more so. It's all they got. Yeah. <laughs> it's all you got, myself included, hundred <laughs> percent. So is that team out now? Yeah, yeah. Oh boy, here we go, onwards and upwards. Next Wednesday? Sunday, no, oh, this Sunday's Wednesday. Weekend, yes, yeah. this Wednesday, the next game for mm-hmm. Great Wall FC. Keep it going. Maybe a red card this game for old Jimmy. Why not? (laughs) Go with a bang. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. 34-year-old dude, his name is uh, Paul. He got arrested on his honeymoon because he left his new bride sleeping in their hotel room and went out to meet a prostitute that he connected with online. Now, unlucky... It was a sting operation set up by the local police to crack down on sex trafficking. (laughs) Paul was cuffed and taken to the station. Can you imagine how awkward that phone call would be? Oh, yeah, because his first phone call would have to be back to the wife, right? Or would you call your buddy and say, how can we get out of this? She's got to be the first one you call and tell, right? Might be a scenario where you just never go back. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> What's <Right>? the gain? <laughs> oh, dude, after you spend, you know, who knows how much for the wedding. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say 30, 50 grand, something around there. You're planning a wedding now, Jim. Yeah, all blown down the drain. And I was planning on uh, hiring a lady of the night at our honeymoon. I guess I can anymore. Yeah, you got to be careful. <laughs> yeah. You never know when it's a... Is that entrapment? It's pretty close to entrapment. No, it's only entrapment if, if they would come up to you and say, hey, do you want this? You have to go but ahead and search for it. But if you find the yeah. website. Yeah. Like a drug dealer undercover can't say, hey, do you want some heroin? You have to approach the guy and say, I want some heroin. May I please have some yes. heroin? And then they're like, busted. <laughs> busted. Better call, call your wife. I hope <laughs> you're not on your honeymoon. Oh, man. Just don't get married if that's what you're, you know, it's easy. Don't get married if that's how you roll. Yeah, there's a number of people out there who probably wish they took that advice at some point, Jim. Don't get married. (laughs) Don't get married. This guy, indeed. And her, too. Hey, you get to a point in the relationship where you you go one way or the other, and uh, it's tough. It's tough to break up with somebody. But probably not for Paul's bride. Yeah. I don't think it would be that difficult. Easy choice. That's an annulment, I think, at that point. If you can't even make it through the the honeymoon without your husband ordering a prostitute, Mm -hmm. you probably don't have to divorce. You can just get the whole thing waved off. It's a mulligan for her. Yeah. But if you're not in the public eye, what's the point of an annulment versus a divorce? So you don't have to say I was divorced before? Right. I guess. In the eyes of the church, whatever yeah, it I is. I guess if you're religious, yeah, too. You don't have to You don't have to say that uh, you have an ex-husband. Yeah. But what a story, though. <laughs> Probably mention it. The sheriff uh, who arrested Paul said, the only question here was, as a wedding guest... Is it too late to get the gifts they gave returned back to them? (laughs)
<laughs> I would like my money back at least. Yeah, I want that air fryer back, Paul. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Saturday, London, Ontario. Stanley Cup was in the Forest City. Nazem Kadri won the cup with the Avs, and he brought the uh, the the trophy home. Started off at the mosque on Oxford Street in London. Nice parade down Oxford to Victoria Park, where uh, there was a ceremony. He got absolutely swarmed there, and I was waiting at. Empire Auto Group, which is on Dundas Street in London, um, because we were told the cup was going to make an appearance. Mm -hmm. And hockey fans gathered out at Empire Auto Group. By the way, some great luxury vehicles there. If you're looking for a used vehicle, Empire Auto Group, they uh, they got a lot of great stuff on the lot there. Anyways, (laughs) I, uh, I was waiting, I was waiting, and the... The cup was supposed to be there around 3.30, we were told. Okay. And then it was 3.45, and then it was 4.15, and we knew that Kadri was going to get on a plane at 5.15, so it was getting a little dicey because hmm. it was now 4.30, oh, and the cup man. wasn't there yet. But at around five, uh, 4.45, quarter to 5.00, uh, the cup showed up with Nazem Kadri, and the place went wild. Everyone taking pictures, trying to get autographs. It was just 15 minutes of mayhem. Yeah. But that's all that, that Nas had at the dealership was 15 minutes because they had to get to the airport and get on an airplane. Um, I want to give a shout-out to my pal Colin Martin, former London Knight, good friend of Kadri's. Uh, he grabbed me. He's like, Taz, you want an interview? I said, Sure. He said, come in the van. So they were traveling in a lo- one of those luxury uh, vans. Mm-hmm. He's like, stand right here, stand in the van, and when uh, Nas gets in, just start talking to him. <laughs> so there was a little confusion. Nas's security is like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> and Colin's like, he's from the radio. We'll drop him off at the edge of the, uh, the car lot. So you just took a short ride through the parking lot. So I got yeah. a ride through the parking lot with Nazem Kadri and the Stanley Cub. And this is how it went. Stand at the, the side here. You there you know. Yeah. Uh, Naz, how's the day going, buddy? Uh, it's, it's been crazy, for, for sure. Chaotic, but it's been uh, an absolute pleasure, man. A dream of mine. Yeah, how, how long do you think before it actually sinks in? You've, you've touched so many people today. Uh, London's been going crazy for you. Could you feel it during yeah. the playoffs? Yeah, yeah, of course. Absolutely. I mean, it was, uh, it was a buzz for a long time and you know it's uh, it's enjoyable so I'm looking forward to it all right Nas famously uh, after you won the cup you uh, put out an invitation for a group of people to kiss your posterior did anyone take you up on the offer uh no not of yet so uh still waiting on that did any of the people in that group did they call you and say you know what i was wrong yeah i mean just just having fun with it you know that's uh something you know i've earned so i'm uh you know it's something i feel like i uh, i can say you know for everyone that thought i was a liability in the playoffs you can kiss my ass London, very proud of you. Uh, great celebration. First Muslim-born player to hoist the cup. Uh, you did uh, our, our Muslim community, our London community, very proud. And uh, cheers to you. Enjoy the rest of the day. Where are you off to? Uh, we're, we're heading to Toronto, so it should be a pretty good night. Oh, yeah. That, that could be the, where the uh, the posterior kiss yeah, comes Yeah, it could in, be. Eh? It could be. It's going to be more private. So, All right. uh, you know, we're going to have a good night for sure. Nazim Kadri, congratulations. Stanley Cup champion. All right, thanks, man. Enjoy. Thanks.
enjoy right. Toronto and Calgary. Appreciate Congratulations. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you, man. Right. See you guys. Thank you. Here's my stop. <laughs> They're like, get out. <laughs> they didn't even slow down. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Kudos to Rory McElroy. Rory, uh, he won the FedEx Cup by one stroke yesterday. This guy's crushing it. Yeah, he's doing well. $18 million is what he uh, he won himself. Not a bad weekend. Not a bad weekend. Not live golf money, but... Uh, <laughs> Loser. <laughs> He'll have to take it. It looks like uh, Cameron Smith, our, our favorite mullet in professional golf, has decided to leave the PGA. He's going over to the Live Golf uh, Tour mm-hmm. with uh, a couple other big names. So, yeah, I don't know what the PGA is going to do to combat this, but... I, I would uh, say if they want to boost ratings, they should get Jalen Rose, retired NBA star, out on the course as often as possible because he is entertaining to watch. Yikes. I mean, maybe painful after a while, <laughs> though. For maybe two minutes, it's fun, but oh, boy. So a former Toronto Raptor, he, he had a great NBA career, uh, clearly didn't spend much time on the golf course while he was playing basketball because he was at a uh, celebrity shootout in Detroit, Jim, and Jalen had trouble hitting the golf ball. Yeah, I mean, he's wearing, he's got a football jersey on. He looks like he could potentially play golf, but he's wearing a watch. You know, it's like he's just out of his element completely. So he's got the golf ball. It's a, it's a, it looks like it's a par three, and he's got a wedge. There is crowds on the side of him, all the way at the back. He's surrounded by people at this celebrity thing. So he tries to hit the ball, and his swing is so awkward, he cannot make contact with this ball. He swings like five to ten times, making a bigger divot each time, and the crowd reaction is classic. One. Two. Big whiff. Three. Big divot. Four bigger divot. <laughs> now they're saying, where's Jack? Jack Nicholas is also there, and he's been watching this story display. So here comes Jack. Comes out and gives him some tips. Yeah. <laughs> he says, see this thing here? Points to the golf club. That's what you hit the ball with. <laughs> How many times did uh, did Rose swing before he finally made contact? I think I've heard reports 17 <laughs> because then he hits the it. ball and it goes like four feet. So he runs out like, you know, like I do on the first hole of the day, grab the ball, bring right. it back. Nobody saw that. He did that a couple times too after. And I would be nervous uh, if I was one of those fans. Well, yeah, it's a good thing he didn't make contact with it because it could have went sideways. Yeah. I'd like, I'd like to try that one day. What's that? To golf with people on either side of me. Oh, you sure? To have the pressure. Oh, just to see. Yeah. Just to see if I do accidentally uh, send someone to the hospital. But if I got hit in the head with Jalen Rose's ball, I'd be like, oh, yeah. If he, if Taz hit me in the head, I'd be like, this guy's just a bad golfer. <laughs> <laughs> Jalen Rose could sue to oblivion, maybe. But it would be it would be fun to golf and see what it's like. W- with the pressure? With the pressure. Yeah. Would it elevate your game or would it make you worse? Oh, man. Got to be worse. Yeah, right? you'd think so. I, his swing, Jalen Rose's swing, kind of looks like my swing, except I make contact. It's like you've perfected Jalen Rose's swing. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.
You know who's making dreams come true? Who's that? Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Why? Is he the best guy or what? Apparently. Yeah, we, we, we talked a few months ago about who we'd be most disappointed if they turned out to be a secret jerk. And I think Keanu was the one we finally settled on. He's beloved. Yeah. He, uh, he, you hear stories all the time about him interacting with normal people, us common folk, and he did it again. There's a British couple named James and Nikki. They got married over the weekend. They were having their reception at a hotel, and the night before the wedding, James ran into Keanu Reeves at the bar in the hotel. <laughs> Had a chat with him, said, oh, Keanu, by the way, you're, you're invited to our reception. We'd love if you came to our wedding reception. Keanu responded with a maybe. Okay. You know Leaves what that, it open. But you know what that usually means. Yeah, you're too nice to say no. Right. Uh, later on, he showed up. He they was, forgot he was an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> he was for sure going to come for Is free he? booze. <laughs> he, he fought. He fought the best man, knocked him unconscious. <laughs> no, he didn't. He chatted with people, took some pictures. Even though he was tired from a long flight, Keanu still showed up at the wedding reception. Wow. I'm sh- kind of shocked. I wonder how long he spent there. Because it could be like a quick pop-in, but... Uh, as long as you get the pictures and the story, for what sure, else do yeah, you need, you right? Oh, yeah. It'd be weird if he was like hanging out too much, and it's like two hours later, and you're like, okay, Keanu, you can, you can go now. We're wrapping midnight, things up. Midnight buffet comes out. Keanu's still milling about, getting oh. some nachos. Is Keanu <laughs> double-dipping? <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. Either he knows what he's doing or he genuinely is one of the nicest guys in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Either he knows how to play the role and he just loves adding to the the lore of him being a great guy or he's actually a great guy. I think think he is. Yeah, I hope it's number two. Mm -hmm. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Ozzy Osbourne and his wife Sharon are moving back to the UK. They're leaving America. And we now know why. They said in an interview, Sharon said, America has changed so drastically. It isn't the United States of America at all. Nothing's united about it. It's a very weird place to live right now. Hmm. I don't think anyone can argue with that. does seem like it's going downhill pretty quick, but I think England is too. (laughs) So, (laughs) I mean, upgrade or no? Ozzy says everything's effing ridiculous in the United States right now. I'm fed up with people getting killed every day. God knows how many people have been shot in school shootings. It's effing crazy. Mm. Ozzy also says, I don't want to die in America. I don't want to be buried in effing forest law cemetery. I'm English. I want to be back. So he... (laughs) He's going home to die, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I get, I get that. You want to get to like it's inevitable, yeah. you know. So it, yeah, it'd be easier than shipping your body if you die over here. Ozzy, like the last five or six albums he's written, I think have all been like. In, I think he's surprised he's still alive more <laughs> than anybody. 
Yeah. <laughs> Every album he, he comes out with, the theme is like, okay, I'm going to die. You know, he had ordin- I don't want to die an ordinary man mm-hmm. under the graveyard. I don't want to stop. I don't want to stop. Uh, the new song, Patient Number 9, I'm Not Getting Out Alive, <laughs> you know? He, he's come to terms with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess a lot of metal music, you know, is death, but not your personal death a lot of times. <laughs> Guys, I, like, it could be today, could be next week, <laughs> but I don't have much time left. That's so the they, third single on the album, by the way. <laughs> if they're going to make news and say, we're moving back to England, then I want you to sell all your American properties then. Because if you can fly back and forth between the two, you haven't made any hard decisions at all. So if, they, if they're like, we're out of America, 100%, But peace we're coming out, back to visit? No, they sell all their... If they, if they stay in England, I'll be like, okay, that's principle. They can't have a cottage in the U.S.? They can have one condo. That's it. <laughs> Them's the rules. Mm-hmm. You're the one who said you don't like America. Are you brave enough to let me see a big cottage? Wow, what a momentous day after over two years broadcasting from home because of stupid COVID. Look who's back in the studio with us. It's Devin Peacock. Hey, guys. <laughs> looking tanned, looking fit, feeling good? Feeling really good. Feeling really good. You guys looking, uh, I mean, I've seen you a bunch of times. But yeah. uh, inside of the office, of the office. Right. Yeah. we weren't good. allowed to hang out at work together. Yeah. But <laughs> extracurricular, <laughs> we were hot tubbing at devs. <laughs> uh, good to have you back, bud. Blue Jays, not a great weekend for the boys. Terrible weekend. I mean, they were playing a team that's well under five hundred. They were honoring the thirtieth anniversary of the ninety-two World Series team. This was a weekend where they came in hot. They had swept the Yankees. They had swept the Red Sox. You should sweep the Angels. Instead, they got swept. It was just a terrible weekend all around. The only bright spot being honoring the ninety-two team. Uh, Robbie Alomar not invited. He's basically been scrubbed from history at this point. Yeah, it's it's weird because his jersey is still retired by the Blue Jays, and so like if you look at the retired jerseys in Blue Jays history, it's Roy Halladay, it's Roberto Alomar. Roberto Alomar had one of the most iconic hits in the '92 playoffs. He hit a home run off of Dennis Eckersley to send them basically to the World Series. And he is persona non grata, not just for the Toronto Blue Jays, for all of Major League Baseball. He is someone who just does not exist. Do we even know what he did that was so awful that he'd be banished like this? There has not been enough transparency on all of this. He was not charged. There have been a lot of rumors over the years. Major League Baseball did their own investigation. And after that, they decided they had seen enough. He is out. The Blue Jays immediately uh, fired him, removed him from all uh, organization activities, but there has been very little transparency in terms of what exactly was alleged against uh, Roberto Alomar. There's lots of allegations, there's lots of rumors, rumors but there's nothing concrete out there. And if you're going to take this significant of a step, I feel the fans, the public deserve to know exactly what is the cause for all of this. Yeah, because when they do something like this and they don't tell you, I don't know. What I'm imagining in my mind, is it worse than what he actually did? You know, like uh, sometimes your imagination can be worse than the truth. I don't know if that's the case here. It could also just be a quiet agreement between the two. It's like, let's part ways. We'll keep it under. Like, we don't want any more smoke on this issue. So let's just part ways. And probably Roberto Alomar doesn't want to be more embarrassed. So they're probably just burying it. Yeah, it could be a thing where Roberto Alomar says, you know what? 
I'm fine with just fading mm-hmm. to the background and living the rest of my life without public scrutiny. But it, it was it was also kind of a, a you know a black mark on the whole weekend because Roberto Alomar was a major part of the '92 team, the '93 team. There was the whole trade with Joe Carter and Alomar coming to Toronto from San Diego for Tony Fernandez and Fred McGriff. Like oh, it was yeah. a major turning point in franchise history. I had a blue glove as yeah. a kid, and it has said Roberto Alomar on it, like the fake signature inside I of it. I had his poster on my yeah. wall. Like, I drank nothing but McCain punch for <laughs> eight years. You owe me my teeth, Alomar! This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. When you bite into something yellow, a lot of the times you expect it to taste like lemon, right? Especially if it's a sweet treat. Mm-hmm. Uh, not at the CNE this year. They're serving uh, yellow ice cream, mustard flavored. What? Yeah. Mustard. Mustard ice cream. And guess who tried it? Ryan, <laughs> our Hamilton producer. He had a couple days off last week, went to the CNE with his partner. Mustard ice cream. Why? <laughs> Why not? When in Rome, right? Are you a big mustard guy? I am. I am. It's one of my go to condiments. I think it's one of everybody's one of three. Condiments. <laughs> yeah. Were they selling? Was there was there other condiment flavored ice cream at the uh, the CNE this year? Yeah. So there's mustard, and then there's a ketchup one as well. And you did not try the ketchup. No, I'm not a huge ketchup guy, uh. honestly. Yeah, my five year old son would have definitely gone for the ketchup. He. That's like the magic sauce. Yeah. If you want him to eat anything, you just slather it in ketchup, and he's good to go. <laughs> so let's get your review of the, the mustard ice cream. All right. So the ice cream itself, uh, pretty, like, not bad. You would expect it to be kind of gross, but it, it was pretty good. It definitely tasted like it had, like, a vanilla base, and then there was, like, a mustard kind of, like, undertone to it. The only <laughs> part of it that I would say wasn't the nicest on the on the palate was the actual waffle cone was dipped in mustard and it had like a little mustard thing around the rim. Okay. <laughs> so it was too much once you got to the cone, but the actual ice cream, it was almost like a, a hinto mustard. Yeah, yeah. It was not like nearly as mustardy as you would have thought. Not overpowering. So, so it's pretty good. Well, they have like the bubblegum ice cream. They should put little chunks of hot dogs in there. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know, right. really make it something special. Get your protein. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give them ideas. Yeah, <laughs> Next year, see any. Let's go. What else, what else do you see? I know there's all sorts of crazy food usually at the uh, at the CNE. Yeah, there was like a deep fried sandwich, or or maybe it was a pulled pork sandwich that was like in between. Two Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> you didn't have one of those, did you? No. <laughs> I wasn't that brave. Oh, man. I don't know who could finish that. The, the crazy thing is I'm always shocked at the combination of horrendous food uh, creations and big machines that spin you around and around. That are designed to make you throw up. <laughs> exactly. It's to make more room for more <laughs> mustard ice cream.
<laughs> it's like, you're coming to the, the CNE and we're going to make you barf one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. Is this what they're feeding the astronauts before they do their test? Probably not. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing. How many G-forces can you pull after a deep-fried pulled pork donut sandwich? <laughs> Are you brave enough to let me see a peacock? Let's take a look at sports. Live in studio with us, it's our sports guy, Devin Peacock. And we know who the players in the NFL think is the greatest player in the NFL, Dev. Yes, Tom Brady has been voted the number one player in the NFL by his fellow NFL players. He's 45 years old, Mm -hmm. and according to uh, NFL players, he is still the best in the NFL. You like that pick? I do not like that pick. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> if you're talking all-time, sure. I mean, that's like a no-brainer. If you're talking right now, today, how is Patrick Mahomes not your choice? The top 10 does not even include Josh Allen, who is the betting favorite to be the MVP in the NFL this year. So Josh Allen's not even the top 10, but Tom Brady, who's 45 years old, is number one. Doesn't well, make any sense. Maybe the the other players... Don't want to give Josh Allen any more mojo than he yeah. already has. They probably because at this point, Tom Brady, you respect him. Everybody respects him, but he's not as much of a threat as he used to be. While these other guys are still threats, and you would never want to compliment them. I'm obviously a huge homer for Josh Allen and the Bills, but even take that out. Like Patrick Mahomes was eighth on this list. If there's a quarterback in the NFL, you've got a game on the line. How do you not want Patrick Mahomes? How does that not make Patrick Mahomes the best player in the NFL? Tom Brady was at the podium uh, press conference on the weekend, and uh, I noticed a lot of people commenting on his face on social media. Do you guys feel like Tom Brady's face has changed in the last uh, year or two? Like Botox? Is this what people are thinking? Well, I think they're saying he, he looks considerably older than he did before he retired, like suggesting the wheels are falling off when it comes to old Tommy's face. <laughs> I think it's the Florida sun. I mean, uh, he's probably not putting enough suntan lotion on. You got to keep that skin <laughs> soft. <laughs> yeah, compared to uh, like Boston. You know what I mean? huh. They're also saying like his face is like longer and skinnier than it used to be. What is it? I, I want to see a good side by side, but I mean, he's got to age. The dude has been... Uh, Basically, model good looks for 25 years. Well, so, yeah, yeah, how long can you keep that up? He also has that Tom Brady stuff where he believed for a long time he didn't need suntan lotion, he just drink a lot of water. So, he's, he might be on some weirdo health kick and he's just super skinny now. Yeah, the TB12 stuff yeah, is catching TB, up with him. He, he has some weird thoughts on health. I don't want to see a side by side of Tom Brady's face with his old face. I want to see anybody who's chirping him a side by side face and see who's <laughs> yeah. doing better. See who looks better yeah. at 45. Mm-hmm. The trolls in the comment section or Tom Brady? <laughs> Even Dev would vote for Tom Brady on that one. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.